You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> I brought back the tall boy, man. You know, you know when I have the tall boy, it fires me up for week four of the NFC East least. Least, bro. Yeah. That wasn't rehearsed at all. The NFC East least. That's what we're calling it this week, buddy. There's no feasting going on. As we all know, this past weekend, there was four NFC East games and there was zero victories. We had three losses by the Washington football team. Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants. And I guess you could say the best results in the division was a tie when the Eagles and the Bengals, which is disgusting. Oh. And th- and that's where I want to start. I want I want to start uh right there with the Eagles, um in particular coach Doug Peterson. Now, a couple weeks ago I called out Mike McCarthy, my coach, saying that the shine from him Super Bowl ring was wearing off. Well, that shine from Doug Peterson's Super Bowl ring has worn off, man. Those Eagles fans are already calling for his head, which is premature. But if you saw, he could have been aggressive and played for the win, you know, because you're playing the Bengals. You should probably defeat them. But he punted on fourth down rather than going for it and settled for the tie, which just made me upset to my stomach. And I'm not even an Eagles fan, bro. Yeah, it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough for the Eagles fans, but come on, man. You just won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Get over it. I mean, I don't like it. I'm not saying I like it. I think the Eagles actually had a decent game. I think Carson Wentz played half decent. I think a couple of those turnovers, I mean, one was a tip ball at the line. Uh, another one was kind of like a jump ball against Ertz. So a lot of those weren't necessarily forced on his end. The D-line played real well. I think they got five sacks that game. Miles Sanders looked really, really good. D-Jack, Brian Wills' favorite <laughs> player in the NFL, he got hurt again. Um, but you called it. You said you said he plays three weeks a year. Well, guess what? That was his third game. Now he's quite questionable. <laughs> he's, That's, he's still my boy. I still love you, Jackpot. No, you're right. No. There, there was more bright spots in that game for Philly. They didn't lose, and as ugly as this division is. Come December, that tie might, you know, put them in a position to win the division. Unfortunately, but and, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no I was and, gonna- and and Wentz dropped a dime to Zach Ertz in field goal range in overtime, and it got called back for some so so holding. I don't know if I call holding there. Honestly, they could have won that game right there. For sure. No, Carson did have his best game of the year. He still turned the ball over twice. Um, He had a rushing touchdown, which he does have wheels. People forget about it. But every time he runs, I just think he's going to get hurt. But he carried them to a tie against Cincinnati. He was still out by Joe Burrow, though. Joe Burrow had 300 yards and no turnovers. So in my, in my book, although the Bengals took the tie, that's a win for the Bengals, man. 
Uh, and Joe Smooth. We both said that we love him last week. I don't know if you saw Philly's schedule coming up, man. Right now, they're 0-2-1. The next three weeks, they play the Niners, the Steelers, and the Ravens. So <laughs> I'm feeling that... Come uh, November, the Eagles could be staring down the barrel of an 0-5-1 season. And I don't know if you've seen these Antifa rioters, but they got nothing on Philly fans, bro, if they go 0-5-1. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they're lucky they can't pack that stadium full, man, because somebody's going to get a banana thrown at them. Someone's going to get some type of fruit or food thrown at them. Absolutely. Yeah, or human feces, bro. They don't hold back. They throw snowballs at Santa Claus. They booed Michael Irvin when the man was wheeled out in a stretcher. They're ruthless, bro. But enough with those. I heard they were looking for your boy Foles, man. B.D. Foles. B.D. Foles. You saw what he did against the choke artist Falcons through three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Bring Dub Bears back with the victory. Now they're saying he's the starter, but can't have him back, Philly. Sorry. Enough with those savages, though. Enough with those savages. Let's go to another winless team in the NFC East, and that is the New York football giants who got boat raced by the 49ers B squad, 36 to nine, couldn't even score a touchdown. Let Nick Mullins throw for 340 yards and look like Joe Montana out there. And that's without Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Richard Sherman, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, like the injury list for the 49ers go on. I want to give credit to Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Ludd's actually shouted him out when he picked the Niners last week that he was just going to trust Shanahan and his coaching staff to get the victory. And that's what happened there, man. But still, Giants, you can't score a touchdown against a depleted 49ers roster. Pathetic. I agree. I agree. It was 6-6 leading into the end of the second quarter. I thought it was going to be a game, and then it ended up being an absolute riot. I compare Joe Judge to be the new Rex Ryan. I think the because <laughs> he's he's all talk, bro. You know, he's got good sound bites, but his record is three and thirteen after every year. You know, so I mean, I, I see their O line being the worst in the NFC East. I still like Darius Slayton. I think he's a stud. So, if you know, if he wants to be traded, holler at your boy. Um, <laughs> Daniel Jones, best part of the game was – I didn't think Dan- – honestly, Daniel Jones is kind of quick. I'm not saying he's a beast. No, he's got wheels. The, the biggest part of that game, I realized, I was like, damn, Daniel Jones can kind of move a little bit. But, no, they played awful. Uh, I did not expect them to get beat so bad. And, yeah, they're going to have a tough – you know, next, what, 13 weeks. So we'll see. Yeah. They might be the worst team in the NFL, if not for the team that they're sharing a stadium with the New York Jets. Man, let, let, let me let me hate on Daniel Jones a little bit, because I know the first couple of weeks you and I have both been like, oh, the Giants suck, but Daniel Jones is doing his thing. Not this week, bro. 17 for 32, 170 yards, two turnovers, no touchdowns. The Niners defense is still good without their injured players. But not that good where you can't get in the end zone, Daniel. So step your game up, son. Step your game up. Do you think it's all on Daniel Jones or play calling, though? Because you get that coach in there, and that's why, that's why I'm calling out Joe Judge. I mean, Daniel Jones looked pretty promising last year, and he looked lost yesterday. Hmm, or not play, yesterday sorry, play calling? It's funny that you mentioned play calling, George, because who is the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants now? Jason it's a, it's a Garrett. Jason? Oh, uh, that red-headed clapping son of a bitch. Have fun with that, New York, because I don't miss them one bit. Yeah, it could be the play calling. Shout out to Jay Garrett. <laughs> but let's move on to a couple teams who 
I'm not going to say are good, but they actually have picked up victories in this um, 2020 NFL season. Uh, we'll start with my Dallas Cowboys. I'll eat a slice of humble pie like you had to last week. I tried to get big and bad. I said we were going to beat them. And I'm going to let you beat up on us first before I defend myself. So what did you think of the performance? I mean, I'd love to beat up on you too. Honestly, all Cowboys fans are ignorant and they're always oh. overstating their boundaries and they always think they're going to get W's against great teams. That's why they haven't won a Super Bowl since 96. Dang. But but I will say you were in the game 31-30, two minutes left in the fourth quarter. You lost the game. You took advantage of a stupid DK Metcalf show-off move, slowed down, obviously the fumble. That was a big deal. Zeke was completely invincible and not in a good way because just, <laughs> what, 30, 30 yards, completely stopped, basically gave them a safety, just kind of tripped and fell. It was ugly, but I'm not going to say you guys played awful. It was a great team you played, and you were there to the end. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to uh, come away from this game feeling too bad about my team. I think Seattle, along with Green Bay, are probably the two best teams in the NFC. They didn't have the 12th man in the stand, so it's not as hard of a road game. But it's still a game on the road against who I think is the MVP of the league. Russell Wilson has back-to-back games with five touchdown passes. It's the first time that's been done since Big Ben Roethlisberger in 2014. The dude's played three games. He has 14 touchdowns. He's playing it's an absolute. He's playing at an absolutely elite level right now. Not to mention our secondary is Swiss cheese. So DK Metcalf had 100 yards. Um, Tyler Lockett was honestly the real headache, though. The dude had three touchdowns, went for over 100 yards. Thank God that Trayvon Diggs um, stepped up and fum- uh, made D- DK fumble when he was hot shotting at the one-yard line, or else the game would not have been in reach as it was. Like you said, Zeke got bottled up, man. And when Zeke gets bottled up, that's the recipe for disaster for my Dallas Cowboys. But I want to shout out Dak Prescott, man. The dude had 472 yards, career high in passing. So despite our running game and our secondary uh, providing their best efforts to get us dominated up in Seattle, Dak kept us in the ball game, and that going forward gives me hope that the games that Zeke doesn't play well, unless we're playing Russell Wilson or maybe an Aaron Rodgers, I think we can beat anybody in NFC. Which means I think that we can still make a legit playoff run. I know that probably sounds silly, but hey, I'm a Cowboys fan, and that's how we talk. But let's 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 uh, wander over to uh, the dog pound in Cleveland. They put up a, a pretty good game against you guys. They won 34 to 20. Shout out to one of our loyal listeners, Petey Contodiakis, sent us a DM after George picked the, the uh, Washington football team to win last uh, night. He uh, said, he said, GVR, you're silly, Ray. Browns by 14. And he was right, man. So this is where I go in, huh? This is like, I got to talk about this game. Face the music. I got to face the music. It's simple, man. It's really simple. Okay. Dwayne Haskins lost us this football game single handedly. All by himself. All by himself. Now, this is a team sport, and I get it. It is. 11, 11 on both sides. But Dwayne Haskins, my friend, I'm done. I can't give you excuses about the youth and how you're going to get it started and how you're bringing camaraderie in the locker room and all of this. Before I get too into it, me and B Wells are doing a zero and hero every week. And segment. New segment. And Dwayne Haskins, you are my zero for the week. Oh, you're, you, you're throwing it out there already. You're, you I'm can't, throwing it right now. I don't want to talk about any anybody else 
from the Washington football team other than Dwayne Haskins. You're predictable. You have no vision. You stare down every receiver you throw to. You threw four interceptions. I'm sorry, three interceptions and gave up one fumble. Every single one of those turnovers turned into scores on the Brown side. As far as I'm concerned, you were the by far best defense in the NFC East last week. Taking big risks third and long, you just don't see it out of other young quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, uh, name some other was Deshaun, you know, Mahomes, all those guys. They look strong. They've been doing it. I don't see why you're not there. You didn't have a lot of experience in college. I get it. But as a Redskins fan and now as a Washington football fan, we've been through Patrick Ramsey, Mark Brunel, Jason Campbell, Heath Schuler, Gus Farratt, RG3, Kirk Cousins, Donovan McNabb. I can go on and on, bro. Wow. I can go on and on. And we've never had the guy. And guess what? We still don't have a guy. You are throwing some hate and vitriol at but young Dwayne Haskins. You, my friend, are the next Jamarcus Russell. You, oh. my friend, oh, you, my friend, are trash. Four touchdowns, four turnovers. Prove me wrong, Dwayne. Get off your social media. Start your career, or you'll be coaching high school kids in two years, my brother. Man, are you okay? Sorry, sorry. I'm just. I. I I'm. I'm I hope he proves me wrong against the Ravens. I just, I'm over it. Man, I can see that, dude. That's, you came at Dwayne. I haven't seen somebody come on the media like that since, like, uh, who's my boy from Oklahoma State? Uh, Gundy said, I'm a man. I'm 40. Like, dude, that that was some serious microphone abuse right there. You went in on Dwayne. Dude, that's 31 years of hurt, brother. I feel you. No, I feel you. No, let it out. But I'm sure you feel better now after that. I'm I sure feel, you actually, better. I feel, I'm not going to lie. I'm smiling now. I feel pretty you good. You are. No, you are. And that's nothing. I don't, I want to get, I don't want to hate on Dwayne too much. I what? Just no, no, no. <laughs> you can't put the genie back in the bottle. The, the hate has already been spewed. All right. No, you can't. Come on. That's over. I want to talk a little bit about some injuries for you guys, man, because what actually goes right for you is that front seven that we've talked about and your boy Matt Ioannidis I think it's a torn bicep or tricep he's gone for the year Chase Young pulled a muscle I'm pretty sure he's going to miss this week's game um he'll he'll be back but I mean that front seven is all of a sudden depleted man and that's that's your guys bread and butter but you guys did score some points um Antonio Gibson had a touchdown Scary Terry had a decent game, and I saw that of uh, NFL wide receivers, he is the league leader in yak. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that is yards after catch. So there is a few bright spots, but losing to 14 to Cleveland, that's tough, man. That's tough. The Washington football team fan base, for those of you who are left, you are my heroes. (laughs) I'm still here with you. We can hold hands. You can call me John Warman. We can talk anytime, buddy. You know, if we need a little bit of self-help, I got some books on my shelf for you, dude. Get at me. Are you reading Don't Kill Yourself books, bro? Come on, man. It's only week four we're heading into. It'll be all right. Uh, I guess we don't need to know your zero. We are You, you already excoriated him. So um, we're not going to name his name again. I don't want to get you all you know, hot and bothered. There's, it was really hard to do um, a hero this week for the NFC East because no team even came away with a victory. But I want to highlight my Dallas Cowboys because I'm a homer. Uh, my hero this week is Alden Smith. The dude had three sacks, 
He's leading the whole league in sacks right now after three weeks, after being out of the NFL for four years, man. That is so impressive. Our defense is not good, but Alden Smith is a monster. So I really look forward to seeing how many sacks that man racks up by the end of the year. And I want to do a co-hero because I have to shout this guy out before uh, the end of the pod. And in case I forget, Cedric Wilson, five catches for 107 yards and two big touchdowns. He's our fourth receiver, man. Everyone talks about our big three. That guy's our fourth receiver, and he stepped up with big plays that kept us in that game. So shout out to Ced Wilson and obviously Alden Smith. And my zero this week, I wanted to get a little cute. You actually got cuter than me with the Washington football fan base. That was awesome. But my zero this week is David Gettleman. And for those of you who don't know who David Gettleman is, he is the mastermind behind the New York Giants. He's their general manager. <laughs> and since David Gettleman took over in New York, they are 9-26. and 26. Okay, and I'm blaming, yes, yes, those, those are Hall of Fame numbers right there, David. So I'm, my zero of the week is Dave Gettleman. You have put together a complete roster of 53 morons who cannot seem to even come together to anything that, that would that would look like an NFL football team. So Dave Gettleman, good job, buddy. You are the zero of the week. So that's our new segment, the Hero Zero. So every week, if you guys have any suggestions of who you think your Hero Zeros of the week, send them on over. We'll shout you out. But now let's look forward to week four, a hopefully a more promising, optimistic week for the NFC East. And I think, let's start with you, man. We ended with, we ended with uh, some fury from you, and it's not looking good, bud. But how do you think you guys rebound against the Baltimore Ravens? <sighs> well, Brian. Yes, sir. I think it's a lot of the same thing. I, I think Dwayne will more than likely try not to turn the ball over, throw a lot of the balls in the flats, a lot of checkdowns. He doesn't want to do the same thing. So they're going to try to run the ball, slow the clock down. They didn't run nearly as much as they should have last game, and that's a little bit of credit to Scott Turner. Probably should have had more on the balance of some run and pass. But I see them losing... 20 to 14. I think it's going to be a slow playing Damn. game. I, I know that you're going to say, well, the Ravens are going to win by 21. I just know that they got some fight to them. I don't think they're going to turn the ball over. Like I said before, we created four touchdowns off of turnovers. Honestly, the Browns only scored one touchdown, not off a turnover. So I do think our defense in our front seven is still strong, even without Ionitis. They still have a strong package. Montel Sweat is, was an absolute beast last week. He's really coming into his own. Again, I think I would take the under on this. I know I'm not into, you know, Jay Ludd status, but it's <laughs> going to be a, it's going to be a slow playing game. I think we contain Lamar Jackson. I think we have a good scheme against him, but we do lose 14 to 20. Okay. What I think is working against you here, my friend is that in my experience of watching NFL teams who get dominated on a standalone primetime game, and I'm talking Sunday night or Monday night football, where you know the entire country is watching, that's what just happened to the Baltimore Ravens. They were dominated on Monday night football, and that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And the next week, you really want to take it out on your opponent. And that is bad news bears for you, my friends. Lamar Jackson looked like shit on Monday night. He didn't even throw for 100 yards. Patrick Mahomes completely outdueled him. Everyone built that up as a possible AFC championship preview, and the Ravens completely wet the bed. 
So I think Baltimore is going to come out, man, with their hair on fire. I think Lamar is going to do his thing. I think the defense is going to come at you pretty hard. I'm saying Baltimore is going to be pretty dominant in this. Ravens, 34. Washington football team, 13. But like you said, your defense did hold up if it wasn't for... Dwayne Haskins handing the ball to the Browns in a short field. You guys held your own. So maybe you can keep it respectful and keep Baltimore under 30 points and you guys will make it look decent. But I see no path to victory for you. I don't think anybody does. Let's move on to the New York football giants who are traveling to Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium, to play the Rams. Now, at this point, we should be pretty familiar with the Rams. They've already beaten two NFC East teams. They beat the Dallas Cowboys, and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going for the clean sweep. This is probably three or four for them. And as dominant as I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to be against Washington football, I think the Rams are going to be even more dominant against New York Giants. Jared Goff had a hell of a comeback last week. They did lose to the Bills. I believe it was 38-35, to but they were down by a lot, and they came back in the second half to actually take the lead before Josh Allen, who might be the league MVP at this point, um, put the nail in the coffin and won Buffalo the game in the fourth quarter. But they ran the ball very well last week. Um, It seems like they found a lead back in Daryl Henderson, who has back-to-back 100-yard games. Uh, We've highlighted their receivers uh, time and time again, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, the tight ends with uh, Higby and Everett. I think the Rams are going to have their way with the Giants, man. I'm going to go Rams 40, Giants 17. 40 yeah. burger, bro. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I agree with you, Brian. Uh, like you said, it was 3-28 to 28 with four minutes left in the third quarter when the Rams were playing Buffalo, and they came wow. back and almost won that game. So it was interesting to see. They got to start hot, though. I'm not saying they're going to lose to the Giants, but they got to <laughs> they they got to start hot. I see Aaron Donald absolutely causing fits for Daniel Jones with that offensive line up front. Again, they just I I, I will say twenty to thirty seven, the okay. Rams. Yeah, yeah, you called it out, man. I, I forgot about Aaron Donald. They have no answer for that dude. He might have five or six sacks, dude. He might have a six pack. So that's going to be an ugly game for both. I think the Redskins and the Giants this week. Uh, let's uh, let's travel back to Jerry's world. We are hosting the Browns, who obviously are coming off a victory of your boys. And I like uh, the Cowboys' chances to bounce back this week because what the Cowboys do is we like to get in shootouts because our defense is not good. Uh, so I think that we're definitely going to put up points on Cleveland. And I heard a great stat today from none other than the GOAT, Colin Cowherd himself. And Colin let me know that in games where Baker Mayfield throws 23 passes or fewer, he is 7-1, and one. okay? But when he throws 24 passes or more, he is 8-17. and 17. And I don't see any way that Baker gets out of Jerry's world throwing 23 passes or fewer. Because Dak, Dak puts up numbers, man. Like I said, the dude threw 472 last week. All of his weapons are healthy. I hope we get Tyron Smith this uh, back this week. But regardless, we're going to put up points on Cleveland. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. And when they do try to keep up, uh, that's when Baker's turnovers are going to uh, come in play. He was able to uh, have a clean game last week when he beat you guys. And as bad as our secondary is, I see us picking him off once or twice. Maybe even Alden Smith come around the edge with a sack fumble. But because we're going to put up numbers and I think Zeke is going to get back on track, I see my Dallas Cowboys getting back to 500. 
with a 31 to 23 victory. How are you looking at it? I agree with you. I think the Browns are think think bigger of themselves than they really should. They're two on one right now. They're probably a little bit on their high horse. I really, I still think they should have lost to the Washington football team if it wasn't for Dwayne Haskins. Again, they've only produced one offensive drive that led to a touchdown. They simply capitalized on turnovers. I don't think they're that good. I think they have a very strong running game. I think Dallas's front seven is better than their back end. So I think that what they're going to do is try to stack the box and stop the run. As long as Baker does not beat Dallas, which I seriously doubt, you know, the DBs of Dallas, you know, aren't great by any means, but as long as they can contain the deep threat of OBJ and what's the other guy, Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry. I think if they contain those both guys and then don't get big 30, 40 yard gains, I don't think this should be an issue whatsoever. If they try to, if the Browns try to slow the clock down, you got Zeke on the other side. You can't do it. You're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. I see Dallas taking this pretty handedly. I'm going to go 27 to 10. Nice. Yeah, I like your point um, on the Browns running game. Although you guys did ho- hold them in check last week, Nick Chubb still had over 100 yards and uh, Kareem Hunt chipped in with like 50. So they're going to run the ball on us. And I think like I, th- I think they'll keep it um, in the fourth quarter. It's still going to be an interesting game because the Cowboys just like to play close games for some reason. I don't know. Jerry Jones is 90 years old. I know his heart can't take it. So please, guys, for once, give Jerry a break and win by 14 points. All right? Sheesh. But let's, uh, let's finish it up with the prime time game. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the Bay Area to face the San Francisco 49ers, who I believe are still going to be on their B squad. You know, the coaching staffs, they never like to reveal too much. It's Thursday right now, and Jimmy G is still questionable, but he hasn't played all week. So I'm assuming that Nick Mullins is going to be under center again, but he showed that's not much of a drop-off, if even a drop-off at all. He may, he may have outplayed Jimmy Garoppolo if Jimmy Garoppolo was in the lineup last week. So we probably got Nick Mullins uh, going against Philly. I think Mostert is still out, so they're going to be uh, relying on Jarek McKinnon in the running game, but he's really good out of the backfield. So I see McKinnon um, catching a few balls. For Philly, I think they're going to have some success. Miles Sanders has had back-to-back over 100 total yard games, and uh, Zach Ertz should step up this week. He had a decent game last week. Uh, Dallas Goddard fractured his ankle, so we've talked a lot about their one-two threat at tight end. Now it's all on Zach Ertz, and I think, like we said, Jackpot's probably going to miss this game. So I think Zach, Zach Ertz will have a big game. I think San Francisco's going to get this victory, man. I believe in Nick Mullins that much, but it's not going to be easy. I think Philly plays their best game of the season. I think they come to the Bay Area with, in dire straits, in needing of a victory. So they are going to be playing with some passion. I think San Francisco pulls off a close win, 27 to 24. I like that. I like that. And really what I see the deciding factor of this game is Kyle Shanahan, man. The guy's an absolute stud when it comes to play calling. When he was with Washington, he didn't run many plays, right? I think uh, the Remember the Titans quote when Denzel said, uh, I run six plays, split veer. It's like Novocaine. Just give it some time and it always works. So I shout out to Herman Boone. <laughs> but yeah, man, he he really he's kind of like McVay. He does a lot of simple formations, but he breaks out to all different intricate routes, does a lot of tight end pops, does a lot of play action play action crosses. I like his style of play calling. I really like their B squad or the longest yard, I'd call them. You got, <laughs> you got, you got Jeffrey Wilson, Kendrick Bourne, Trent Taylor, Jarek McKinnon. You got a bunch of guys that 
you pick off waivers in fantasy, right? No one's starting those guys. I'm starting McKinnon this week. Hey, there you go. But yeah, no, it, it, it is next up for these guys. I do see Philly probably having the strongest outing they've had so far. I really like Trent Williams, man. I, and he's my guy coming from DC. At left, at left tackle, he has not missed a beat, man. I, I, it's really tough to take Philly here. It really is because I just, I like what the 49ers are doing and how they're gaining traction. I'm actually going to take the 49ers on this game. And I'm going to take the 49ers 17 to 16. Niners. Okay. Okay. No, I, th- I think we're both picking up on the vibe that Philly's going to be playing with a sense of urgency. The fans are breathing down Doug Peterson's neck and Carson Wentz's neck. But I think we both just, like you said, we respect Kyle Shanahan that much. We're going to go with the Niners. But I would not be surprised if Philadelphia picks up a victory. No, no. Is, Kitt- is Kittle playing this game or is he still out? Do you know? Questionable as well. They're being real cute with the injury report. So it would be a huge boost for him if he came back. I know Debo's coming off IR. Debo's coming. Is Debo playing this week? I, I was not aware of that. I know he's coming off IR. He's probably got a cue over his name too. So I'm yeah, not sure. The whole, the whole roster is questionable. It's real Bill Belichick style going out there for Kyle Shanahan and the crew. But I guess I don't think it matters who lines up uh, for 22 uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. They're going to be ready to ball. So Eagles, good luck trying to pick up that first victory. Uh, let's take a trip over to Fantasylands and let's do some stardom sit-ems. And let's start with the Rams and the Giants. So for the New York Giants, it's really hard to start anybody for them. Like, gosh. But going up against the Rams, I think they're going to be trailing. So I see some garbage time points. And I'm going to go with starting Golden Tate. I think because uh, they're going to be keying on Darius Slayton, that Golden Tate uh, can get loose in the slot, maybe have like seven catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. So I'm going to start Golden Tate, and I am absolutely going to bench Daniel Jones because he's coming off his worst game of the season. And as we talked about, Aaron Donald and that Rams pass rush is going to be coming with a fast and furious, a fast and furious pass rush coming your way, Daniel. So bench Daniel Jones. <laughs> I'm going to start Logan Thomas, dude. Okay. I'm going to start our tight end XV Tech quarterback. Shout Logan. out to V Tech. Thomas, because no one's really going to think he's a threat. Maybe he gets in the end zone once on a wide pop or something like that. Um, but I, I'm going to start Logan. I'm going to sit Scary Terry. I'm going to sit Scary Terry. I think that's the one shutdown guy. I think Humphreys is probably going to be all over him a little bit. Um, I just don't see him putting more than 80 yards up. If he does six catches for 64 yards, that's probably where I see him at. Yeah, I like that. I actually really like that a lot, man, because uh, Marlon Humphrey, who you just highlighted, got paid today. I believe it was five years, $98 million. He's one of the best corners in the league. So I think sitting ter- uh, Scary Terry is a good call. And Logan Thomas has scored a touchdown already, man. So I like where your head's at in that. I am going to start your boy Antonio Gibson because I like him out of the backfield. I think you guys are going to be trailing this entire game, so he's not necessarily going to do his damage in the run game. But being a receiver uh, in Memphis in college, I can definitely see him catching four or five balls. And hopefully getting in the end zone, if, we, if you do start him out there. He's a good flex play for me, though. And sitting, I am going to sit the Washington football team defense. They are playable against a lot of rosters. I mean, the, the pass rush, as we highlighted, is definitely worth monitoring. But I don't see it this week just because Lamar Jackson, doesn't matter how fierce your pass rush is, the guy's going to get loose. Uh, and they're probably going to score 30, 40 points on you guys. So I'm sitting the Washington football team defense, and I'll start Antonio Gibson. Now I, thought you, 
I honestly thought you were going to sit the entire team. I thought you were going to say I would, I would sit the entire Washington football team. I mean, <laughs> in retrospect, I kind of wish I could go back and say that because that's that's the move. How about my Dallas Cowboys? Uh, I would start the whole team. No, 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 I'm not going there. Uh, for my Cowboys, I'm going to start Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and I know that's kind of picking the low-hanging fruit, but just coming off of such of a bad week for him, I see us trying to establish the run against Cleveland. I'm starting Zeke for sure. I am going to sit Amari Cooper because I think the Browns are going to key on him, him being our number one wide receiver. And we have so many weapons because other than Coop, we got Michael Gallup and we've got CeeDee Lamb. And now apparently we've got Cedric Wilson and we've got Dalton Schultz, who, by the way, has anyone ever told you that you look like Dalton Schultz? (laughs) No. Well, dude, if, if anyone is listening to this, first of all, thank you so much. We love you. But please take time to Google Dalton Schultz, who is handsome AF. He looks just like George, man. But, but that's a, a sidetrack. Um, but yeah, I'm starting Zeke. I'm sitting Coop. How are you looking at the Cowboys starting sit him? So I think the Cowboys defense is actually going to have a pretty strong game, not because they're not going to give up points, but I really think they're going to get some turnovers because the Browns, Baker is going to really have to start to air the ball out because I think – Cowboys are going to start hot, maybe put up, you know, 17 nothing. Then Baker's throwing the ball everywhere. He might score. He might get a couple deep balls, but he's going to throw a couple picks. I like Cowboys defense. And nice. as much as B. Wills hates Amari Cooper and loves Deshaun Jackson, I will go ahead and start Amari Cooper just for You're going that. against. I don't hate you, Coop. Coop, I love you, bro. I love you, bro. I just, I don't even, I don't know if, if Denzel, Denzel Ward's going to be active, but he's a great corner for Cleveland. He'll be, he'll be glued to Amari Cooper if he is playing. But I like that. No, Coop could definitely have a good game. The Cowboys, it's pick your poison with their offense. Last Terry week, Terry mopped up with, with that dude, by the way. Ward. Did he really? Oh, yeah, he mopped him up. Yeah. All right. Well, then if he can do that, God knows what Coop's going to do. Now I kind of want to start Coop. <laughs> but let's travel to the Bay Area and finish up our stardom set him with the Eagles and the Niners. I'll start off. I can't start jackpot this week because I think he's banged up. You know, I'd love to do it. Um, but I'm going to, I'm starting Zach Ertz. As I said earlier, Dallas Goddard is out. So he's not going to be sharing those targets. And as you said last week, Carson hit him on a dime, although it was called back. There's a good connection between Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz. So I'm definitely starting Zach Ertz. And I am going to bench all of the Eagles wide receivers. Even if jackpot does play, I'm benching him. Uh, Greg Ward. Who had a good game last week? I'm benching him. Bench the entire receiving core. Start Zach Ertz. Who are you starting who's instead? Who's the DBs on the other side? For San Francisco? Yeah. They're all backups. Gonna, They're all backups. Yeah, there's no there's no Sherm. There's no... I, wow. I, 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 I see your point. I'm just saying that they, they don't have absolute studs on the, on the back end. So I was just curious on how aggressive you are with the wide receivers and sitting them all. But I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start. My boy Miles Austin slash Miles Sanders. I was ready for you to jump on that. (laughs) (laughs) So Miles Sanders, I'm going to go ahead and start. I think he's one of the most prolific running backs in the game. I really do. I saw his tape last week. He just he's he's quick. He's in and out of cuts. He's He's a stud. He's got a great spin move overall. I just I think he's a stud. I'm going to go ahead and sit Wentz, just because I don't I I don't think Wentz is going to 
turn the ball over like he did last week, but I also don't think he's going to blow up by any means. I think they're going to rely on the run game more than you know. I think they're going to rely on a couple play-action passes that he might get touchdowns on, but I see a lot of red zone running touchdowns. So I'm going to go ahead and sit Wentz, start Miles Sanders. All right, all right, and it's only right that we end the show as we always do, shooting with Luds. Shoot, shoot. Jay Luds, you there, kid? Yeah, I'm here. We love it. You're back for week three. All right, last week Luds went two and two, but still overall he is six and two on the season, which is very impressive. Math. That is correct. So, so let's uh, let's let's go. Let's start with the Washington football team plus 13 versus the Baltimore Ravens. Luds, how you seeing Washington versus Baltimore? Baltimore is coming off a tough loss last week. They previously won 14 consecutive regular season games coming off that loss. Wow. Washington's got Matt Leonidas out with a torn bicep. Chase Young's expected to miss this week with a groin. That's two big key injuries on the D-line. That takes a lot of pressure off Lamar Jackson. Washington was gutted last week by Cleveland. It made me look bad. I think Jackson's too much for them to overcome. I'm taking Baltimore minus 13. I got the score at 34-13 Ravens. I think I was similar. I think I might have been 37-13. All right, Luds is swallowing all 13 of those points, taking Baltimore minus 13. Wake me up when it's over. (laughs) All right, now we are going to go to Jerry's world. My Dallas Cowboys are looking to bounce back, and they are four-and-a-half-point favorites against Baker Baker, touchdown maker, and the Cleveland Browns. How do you see that one going, Lutz? Brian, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think Dallas is going to have some fans in the stands this week, right? Oh, yeah, we're America's team, Lutz. That's what Americans do. They show up to football stadiums. So, yes, we're going to have 25,000 in there. Cleveland scored 30 points in back-to-back weeks for the first time since 2010. Wow. But both of those wins were against Cincy and the Washington football team. So Yuck. that tells you something right there. Uh, Cowboys, like we talked about, will have fans in the stands. That helps. I for think sure. Dallas coming off a tough walk last week and needed a must-win to uh, build their lead in the East. I'm taking Dallas minus four and a half. I think the score is 31-20 Dallas. Now let's travel to Los Angeles. The Giants are going to SoFi Stadium. And uh, similar to Washington football, they are 13-point underdogs. We got Giants plus 13 versus the Rams. How do you see that one going, Luds? I got one name for you, Brian. Okay. Aaron Donald. Monster. Tell me how the G-men are going to stop that man. I, I don't know. I don't got the answers. The Giants, the Giants are awful on offense. I mean, it's pathetic. The, they're probably they're going to be right up there with the Jets. They might be going for the first round, first pick overall. At this Heard point. that. I'm going uh, the the L.A. Rams minus 13. I think the total score is 35-13 Rams. All right. So Lud so far is swallowing points. He's swallowing the Rams 13. Swallowing wash uh, the excuse me the Baltimore Ravens thirteen and swallowing the Cowboys four and a half. Let's end it in the Bay Area. We got Sunday night football. The Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Kyle Shanahan's territory. The Eagles are plus seven. How you see that one, Luds? Wrap it up. Garoppolo 
Buffalo and Mostert missed practice again today. Okay. Um, I thought Mullins filled in pretty well last yes. week. Yes. I think he's, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over too much. Philly ranks in the bottom 10 against the pass. Okay. Wentz is the league lowest passer rating. Goddard's out. Deshaun Jackson has a beat-up hamstring. My boy. Their O-line is in shambles. I think Kyle Shanahan gets it done again in their home stadium back home. Uh, even with Mullins at QB, I'm taking San Fran minus seven, 27-17-9. All right, so Ludge is swallowing the points in all the games. Minor, Every game this week. Ludge is swallowing this week, all right? And as CT said, this is a PG podcast, so we're not going to get into that. But Ludge, once again, coming strong, doing your homework. Six and two is impressive. Let's see how you line up after your third week of picks. Thank you for being here, buddy. You are a huge part of the show, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Good luck with your picks. I appreciate it, guys. East, beast, baby. Never played a down of football in his life, but hey, what does he know? He knows he's 6-2. and two. He's feeling pretty good about it, and he's going to swallow every, every point he can see. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Swallowing all day. That's it, man. We're looking forward to week four. It's off to a roaring start. I'm watching the Jets and the Broncos. That's a real barn barn burner. Two teams looking for their first win. But I'm excited, man. I'm looking for um for looking for our teams to bounce back after a rough week. And um hopefully it's not the NFC East least next week. Hopefully we switch back to the feast. All right, y'all. I appreciate y'all tuning in. We really enjoy y'all coming on. I, th- I think I think we got an offer. I think we got an offer for fifteen dollars to do some ad work. But hey, we're gonna hold off on the we fifteen did. bucks. Respect to Anchor to reach out like that. Yes. Um, but we do we do appreciate y'all listening. If you could leave us a five star review, awesome. If not, just tune in. We're always here. We appreciate y'all. Gang, gang. <laughs>